0: Today's scripture reading is from the book of Habakkuk, the third chapter, the first verse to the 15th verse. The reading is also in your bulletin, and if you are able, please stand for the reading. A prayer to Habakkuk the prophet. Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day, in our time make them known. In wrath remember mercy. God came from Taman, the Holy One of Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens, and his praise filled the earth. His splendor was like the sunrise, rays flash from his hand, where his power was hidden. Plague went before him, pestilence followed his steps. He stood and shook the earth, he looked and made the nations tremble. The ancient mountains crumbled and the age-old hills collapsed, but he marches on forever. I saw the tents of Cushan in distress, the dwellings of medium in anguish. Were you angry with the rivers, Lord? Was your wrath against the streams? Did you rage against the sea? when you rode your horses and your chariots to victory? You uncovered your bow, you called for many arrows, you split the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and writhe, torrents of water swept by. The deep roared and lifted its waves on high. Sun and moon stood still in the heavens at the glint of your flying arrows, at the lightning of your flashing spear. In wrath you strode through the earth and in anger you threshed the nations. You came out to deliver your people, to save your anointed one. You crushed the leader of the land of wickedness. You stripped him from head to foot. With his own spear you pierced his head when his warriors stormed out to scatter us. Gloating as though about to devour the wretched who were in hiding, you trampled the sea with your horses, churning the great waters. This is the word of the Lord. We are
1: indeed continuing our study of the Old Testament book of Habakkuk. And as we approach... The last chapter, we see the tremendous currency of this book. Let's see the essence of the of the deep dive, as I say, in the deep end of the pool. It encompasses two of the most vexing questions Christians have. Every Christian, at some point in time, will ask these these questions: Why do good people suffer, and the corollary to that: Why do the bad prosper? And why does God often appear to remain silent? Why do good people suffer? And why does God too often, for our satisfaction, seem to be silent? These were, these were the essential questions uh, that Habakkuk had in response to uh, his demand for answers. We saw last week the conclusion, we, the, the fifth woe. We saw this series of woes uh, in the second chapter. A woe to the thieves and the robbers. A woe to the exploiters, those that practice evil and violence, uh, the debased. A uh, woe to idolaters. Somewhere, somewhere in their if we don't see ourselves, hopefully not now, but at some point in our life prior to Christ, we should see ourselves somewhere. And so as Habakkuk was asking, you know, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to wait, I'm going to, I want to see God, I want to see your response. What are you going to do? You're silent, the wicked are prospering, the good seem to be being dealt a bad hand, if you will. It just doesn't seem right. So, in response to that question, God gives five woes. Well, that's not quite the response I was looking for. Well, as the 18th verse of the second chapter rhetorically asks in response to that fifth woe, of what value is an idol carved by a craftsman or an image that teaches lies? For the one who makes it trusts in his own creation, he makes idols that can't speak. See, the Babylonians then and the Babylonians now, if you will, uh, they were prolific in their creation of idols. They believed in, they created, and they believed in idols. See, then, as now, trust was placed in things that they thought brought them power and success. As we listed some current things like our jobs, our 401s, our house, our kids, you know, that we can, we can have idols Today, you know, every idol isn't carved, made out of gold, and sits on a on a on a dresser drawer. Some idols uh, are in your bank. Some idols you work at nine to five and beyond, Monday through Friday. Some idols do reside in your home, and some idols, if we're not careful, uh, they also are known as our sons and our daughters, or our parents. We we can create idols out of anybody and anything. See, what's your point? Well, the point is we can fool ourselves into thinking that the right thing to do is to trust in the things, in the idols that other people are putting their trust in, and when they seem to prosper, then it's an automatic response. We must think that, well, they do this, they seem to get ahead, so I must do the same thing so I can get ahead. It's just, it's just, it's just it's a natural uh, human condition, if you will. Trust is not, as we shared last time, trust is not just a, an ancillary part to our faith. Trust is our faith. See, trust, it's just what we do when we say we—we we, in God we trust is we print on our money. See, it, we, what, we're, what we're attempting to say is that despite everything, dis, despite everything, when the rubber hits the road, my trust is in God. See, trust says, you know, it not only says something about us, but it really says more, or at least as much, if not more, about the thing or person we put our trust in. That's why, that's why, uh, you know, when when the, in uh, a few years ago, was 2008 and 2009, when the, the stock market crashed, that people just... They, they didn't know what to do. They had no idea. It's like, my trust, my, what I invested, my hope for tomorrow is gone. Well, well the market's come back, so now we, we okay, well, maybe I, I was good to trust in that. Well, a lot of people that had placed their trust in that took their lives, gave up on things. It's like, well, what am I going to do? My trust is in that and it's gone. So, while the woes expressed to doom to those in each of those areas, there still is no explicit response to Habakkuk's two questions. Again, why do good people suffer, and the bad prosper? And why does God seem to remain silent? So, in response to these hanging questions, the second chapter concludes with a straightforward response to everything that preceded, and it it's profound two millennia later. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. As we shared carefully, if we're not careful when we, when we meet God, when we speak with God, it can become a monologue. We're doing all the talking, and we're thinking God is doing all the listening. See? Idols sit on a table or wherever they are, without the ability to respond or really meet you at your point of your needs in contrast the lord is in his holy temple ready willing and waiting to respond to whatever is going on god is not an abstinence god he is there so the second chapter began with habakkuk talking making demands asking questions retreating to the watchtower waiting for God's answers, impatient at his silence. And the second chapter concludes, let all the earth be silent before him. Stop talking. Listen. God's talking. See, Habakkuk found himself in a situation that seemed overwhelming. Difficult doesn't even begin to to, to really describe it. It was just overwhelming. You ever been in those situations where he just seems like, you know, you were so overwhelmed— with life you don't even know the first step it's like i got 15 things that probably need to be addressed and i don't even know where to begin you know i hate i hate to to, to 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 make light of it but i mean when it comes sometimes when it comes to just doing chores around the house you know maybe you let your house go a little untidy for a while then it's just after a while it's just like I don't know where to begin. The, the, the clothes need washing. The dishes need washing. Uh, the, the beds need making. The, the carpet's a mess. The, the kids need a change. It's just, I don't know what to do. Well, that's just living. Now, imagine what it would be like in Habakkuk's time. The God that I have put my trust in seems to be silent. He's not, he's, he, I, I'm not hearing anything right now. I, I i'm doing a lot of talking i'm not hearing anything and the invaders are coming in they're prospering they're might they're they're military uh, militarily mighty they're 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 winning on every side and they're just see, this is this is so disconnected from the god that i've known this this is really strange so god didn't change And all of this, keep this in mind, God didn't change. And Habakkuk didn't get the answer that, if I put myself in his situation, well, that wasn't the answer I, I was expecting to receive. As one theologian summarized, he found, Habakkuk found that he must alter his perspective on the ways of God with mankind. See, the ultimate answer to such difficult questions always takes the questioner back to God himself. So today, we begin chapter 3. A prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet, Anishengen, whatever that is. It's a transliteration of a word that no one seems to know much about, but it suggests that this prayer, a prayer of Habakkuk, was a psalm set to music. Okay, it's wonderful information. It also suggests that this chapter stood alone from the rest of the book. See, this is something, see, this is a prayer that could be sung, that stood alone, that walked along, that more or less summarized all of the stuff that was going on with Habakkuk. So what do we have in these first 15 verses in, uh, of the third chapter of this, this prayer psalm that, that could stand alone. Well, you, we have the superscription right here. In verse 2, we have a petition. And we see a, in verses 3 through 7, a theophany, fancy word for a visible resp, uh, representation of God, uh, in verses 3 to 7. And a description of a battle between God and nature and the enemies of God in 8 to 15. This is really some, some, some complex, deep, really wonderful stuff. If we, if we step back and see the entire forest and don't stand in the trees and get lost, and it's like, whoa, what is all of this? It's like, let, let's, let's take a wide-angle view. So with Habakkuk's renewed, Habakkuk now has a renewed God perspective. We read now, now look at this, the, the petition in verse 2. This, this is the petition now. Lord, I've heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. Sounds like a changed man to me. Sounds like a really changed man. I like how the message version reads, God, I've heard what our ancestors say about you, and I'm stopped in my tracks down on my knees do among us what you did among them work among us as you worked among them and as you bring judgment as you surely must remember mercy i wish i could pray like that i really do that's, that is really, really, really good stuff. I suggest to others, sometimes you say, well, pastor, I just don't know how to pray. Sometimes I get so overwhelmed, uh, the Bible is packed full of prayers that you just need to just appropriate for yourself. You don't have to make up stuff. Write this down. Open your Bible. When you lay, when you lay down, ready to, 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 to pray, pray that. Pray that. Make that your own. Do among us what you did among them. Work among us as you worked among them. And as you bring judgment. As you surely must. Do me a favor. (laughs) Remember mercy. Habakkuk asked the Lord three things. He's he's, He's really asking... Instead of questions of what are you doing, he's asking him, just do what you've already done in the past. You don't have to do anything new. Just don't do anything, nothing fancy, you know, (laughs) just, you know, just the, 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 the turkey and gravy that we had last time, the turkey and gravy will be good this time, too. Instead of a demand for answers, Habakkuk, now he's asking, he's requesting that the people, he and the people, understand as God acts. Work among us as you worked among them. Bring knowledge of you to us. Make yourself known in the way that you were known to mom and dad and grandpa and grandma, and generations before. And instead of shouts of, that's not fair, the prophet acknowledges that God must act, but he requests that he be merciful as he acts. See, it's amazing. It's amazing. I don't need to know your life. I know mine. And you look like me. And I'm sure you have the same history. It's amazing how those seminal points in our lives that really drive us to our knees, I mean that, that literally all hell breaks loose. You've got no answers. You've got no answers. It's at those points for the Christian. And I'm talking to Christians now. It's at those points for the Christian that... God becomes very near, dear, and we can hear with absolute clarity. I'll never forget, Uh, and again, I'm doing everything that I, you know, I'm I'm like Habakkuk. I'm doing everything that I think to know to do, to, to be the husband I'm supposed to be, to be the father I'm supposed to be. And then one of my children turned left instead of right, and I don't know what to do. They leave home. Where are they? I don't know. It was at that point in time, you talk about a burning bush experience, you, it was at that time where you really see God, and where you drop to your knees like Habakkuk, and you literally repeat back to God the prayer, Lord, you promise. God, you 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 wrote these things. You 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 said you are these things. You have demonstrated yourself this way in times past. To borrow from a poker expression, I'm all in. I got nothing else. I'm all in. God, this is what I need you to do. Please serve me the turkey and dressing that you did before. Please make me understand what is going on. Help, help, help me understand. I I need to see you in this situation, and I'm having a difficult time seeing you. And as you bring justice to my children, to me, to whomever, remember mercy. It's interesting. It's it's. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, I'm sure each of us, we had our own experiences with when it came out, when it came to meeting out punishment. Uh, you probably had one parent you would prefer to be the executioner than the other. I always wanted my mom to, to if she was, if a spanking was due, okay, I could, I could work up a few tears. It really didn't hurt, but I could work up a few tears fake it and we'd be uh, it'd be done but when she said i'm not going to do anything wait till your father gets home that will ruin your week because it's not only you know the punishment is coming but it's 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 you know it's coming but it's even anticipating the coming that brings the drama and the and the and the guttural the, the stomach churn and it's just it just hurts so bad and he hasn't even put one stripe on me and it just it just hurt. and so I, I, I'm crying before I, I I'm just crying it's like we'll wait till I spank you I guess <laughs> remember mercy dad you know um. The, 20, the 73rd Psalm reads. It's 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 good stuff. I I really, I suggest it to you. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire desire besides you. Is that you? Hey, really? I just you know again this it's just Mark. You know we're just I won't tell anybody. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. It's taken me a long time. It's taken me five decades, but I can honestly say that's true. I love God's creation. I love the spouse, the beautiful spouse that God has given me. But I also know that this is just, this is just a, a brief window. It, it's here and it's gone. So it would be foolhardy on my part to invest eternity into 70 years, that's a, that's a bad ROI. That's a bad return on investment. Earth has nothing I desire beside, ahead of, instead of you. No matter how good it gets here, there is nothing here that I would substitute for God. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart, and my portion forever those who are far from you will perish you destroy all who are unfaithful to you but as for me it's good to be near god i have made the sovereign lord my refuge i will tell of all your deeds i'm closing so what about these verses 3 through 15 they describe an appearance of god in great power and glory and it uses language um that the Jews would understand. See, I'm going to speak, to. I'm not going to speak to you in a different language, because then it'd be, unless you knew that language, it'd be very difficult for you to understand. So what God, through the prophet, uses as they, and this again, this is a, a, a singing prayer. So this is something that the cult would sing at, at whatever festival, at whatever time, they're singing these verses, these, these, this, this third chapter. They're singing this rhythmically, however, whatever that, that word in the, in the first verse, you know. It just it was staccato, I don't know. But what, however they sung it, they sung it. So they, he uses language from the natural occurrences, you know, like thunderstorms and, and the mountains in the desert area of the Sinai. And it shows God in victorious power see and as you as we've read the old testament we know that that god uses that imagery of of earthquake and volcanic eruptions, uh, it, it, it's it's associated with a special presence of the Lord. We like big things like that. We like you know we like earthquakes. We uh, we don't like to be in them, but we like to you know see them. You know I you watch the Nature Channel or or, or, or Discovery, and, and it's like wow, that's awesome. See, it's 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 like when uh, you know Big Mama or whoever your grandmother would would say when they would hear the thundering, it's like shut up, child. Shh. God's talking. Just be quiet. God's talking right now. And you, 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 and I, growing up, I would, I, when it thundered and lightning, and lightning would flash, I would be petrified. I'm not too fond of it now, but I mean, I really would be petrified. It's just like, this is scary. And it only makes sense that the Old Testament would use that imagery to, to make us understand this is who we're dealing with. This is this is this is the best we can do in terms of trying to grasp the magnitude of who God is and how big He is and how great He is. So in verse three, when you see uh, Taman and Peron together, the you know the area south of Judah, and God is pictured as coming from the south, from the area where He made Himself known uh, on the, on the mountain in the Sinai, where the the commandments were given, and and there's this 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 Thinking back to how God displayed himself, showed himself, and how he responded back there. So this psalm, and I was as we were preparing for this, I was made me cause to think about, you know, the song that many of us remember growing up uh, by Andre Crouch. Take me back. Take me back. Um, not take me back. Physically, you know, I, as one commercial said, it's like, you know what, I'd never go back, to, uh, I, I never would want to go back to being in my 20s unless I could take my, at that time, it was her 50-year-old mine to go with it. And truly, I have no desire, if God said, Mark, we want, I want to, like Hezekiah, I want to roll back the clock, would you go back to being 20? No, give it to somebody else, I'm really, I'm good. I, I mean that with everything in me, I'm good. Uh, i'm i'm good don't take me back physically but take me back spiritually and you all know where that is for you every believer knows that to that place that that point in your life where you first believe god and you would leap off a building and 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 it had to be other folks who would say well now now son now just calm your calm yourself calm you Boy, we, God is so awesome. He's so good. Did you, boy, he, he saved my soul. He did this. He did that. Did, boy, you have no idea. And, and then as we, we age, we get amnesia. And we tend to forget that point in time where God first revealed himself to us. He, he hasn't changed. God has not changed. But, but see, and that's the problem with being blessed in Zion, if you will, being blessed in America. The problem with being blessed in America is being blessed in America. Because again, we, if we're not careful, we will desire, crave, and worship the objects that God has blessed us with instead of God himself. We'll pursue jobs, and, 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 and there's nothing wrong with that in and of himself. But when we pursue that, because in our mind we think that will be the point of satisfaction. If I just get this position... If I just get this spouse, if I just get this house, if, if I just do this, then, then then I can really serve God. That's baloney. Don't even, don't, even, don't even waste your breath. You're no better equipped than you are right now to see and worship God. Right now. Well, you know, I got more month than money. I got this issue. I got this issue. This is, this is perfect time. Thank you very much. Thank you. My health isn't so good. Thank you. Things aren't well in my family. Thank you. This is, this is, this is perfect time. You want to see God? Perfect time. Perfect time. Glad you, glad you came knocking. This is a perfect time. This, this is a perfect time. See, and I'm done. I said that a minute ago. Uh, we tend to fall into two groups when we've lost our way. keep repeating this because it's true (laughs) humans have humans are the only animal that i know that i have at least i've been told that when they're lost they run faster (laughs) think about that i've been there i really have physically i've been there lost in in the the hills of uh, coloma lost let me run faster to get out of my lostness. And that's what we do. That's what we do. When we find ourselves in a bad way, what do we, we don't say, like we said yesterday or last week, stop, look, and listen. Let me run faster. Let me do something. And, and you take a problem and you compound the problem and you make it worse than it was before in your zeal to get out of your lostness. And God is saying, chill out. That's 21st century translation in the Hebrew. <laughs> chill out. Relax. I got this. I got this. That's one. So that, 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 that's one. And the second thing we tend to do, we, we just try and just suck it up, and we go it alone, and we just go off into the corner and convince ourselves that the song goes, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. That's that's, that's what we do. I'm in a bad way, so let me just do something. I don't care if it, you know, I'm just going to do something. I should do something. And the other one, I just ball up in a corner. And I just curl up and just become overwhelmed in my situation. What does Habakkuk do? This is, this is really transforming. They just... What does Habakkuk do? What he does is he says to that, two millennia later, neither one of those responses is the right response. Neither one of those things is the right response. Then what is the right response? I'm glad you asked. God is in his holy temple. Let all the earth You're all the earth. Let all the earth be silent before him. Listen, listen to what God is saying. Elijah was looking for, he was looking for God in the tornado. He was looking for God in the earthquake. He was looking for God in the fire. And God came to Elijah when he thought, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. After I've done all of these things for you, God, curled up like a child, hood, over, blanket over his head, literally over his head. It's like I, I'm just going to sit here. I don't know. I'm waiting to die. And then God spoke in a still, small voice. We play too much music and we talk way too much to listen to that still, small voice. I challenge you. I challenge me. I I've, I've been trying. I'm pretty good. Pretty good. That so when I'm driving, no music. No mu- no 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 radio, no nothing. The reason we don't like silence, I think two things, and I'm done. I promise I'm done. Is that we're afraid to be alone. This is my buddy, this song. Najee, Barry White, whoever. Taylor Swift. It's my buddy. I don't wanna be alone. You're not alone, but I don't wanna be alone. And then I don't wanna be alone with my thoughts, because that's when I have to come face to face with me. When it's just me, when it's just me, no kids, no spouse, no noise, no nothing, no nothing, no iPhone, nothing. It's just you. How does the conversation go? We can't answer that because I would, I would be willing to go out on a limb and say this past week not one of us has actually gotten into that really silent place because we're so sensory overloaded that we can't hear him. Let all the earth, all the earth, be silent before him. Let's pray.